Welcome to the Media Nerds Podcast. I'm Dan Vatabonker. And I'm Kenton Larson. It's been a while, Kenton, since we've done Media Nerds. Yeah. Uh, we've been doing Star Wars Nerds for a while because we were following along with Andor, of course, which was an amazing series. Yeah, it was. It's no Bad Batch, by the way. <laughs> and by the way, the Bad Batch is coming up soon, so maybe we will. Oh I don't know. Well, I don't think we did every episode last time, but we kind of did maybe every three or something. All right. We'll see maybe, how it goes. Maybe we'll do it again. Maybe not. Okay, let's see how the first few episodes grab us. It's not going to be as good as Andor. There's no way it's going to be no. as good as Andor. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's been a while since we've talked about anything else other than Star Wars. So today we're going to run down our favorite shows, movies, other media of the year. We do this every year. Uh, so we, you know, we, we usually will talk a little bit more about the stuff throughout the years. So we haven't really done that, which is kind of nice. We'll come at this fresh where we haven't really talked to each other about what the kind of stuff we've been watching. So it's going to be kind of a free for all for all kinds of different things. Yeah. Looking forward to it. I, I always love this uh, this sort of uh, closing out to the year, but also knowing that there's still two weeks left in the year and there might still be something that blows us away, um, including some underwater people uh, oh, who, I don't know. I don't know what they do. <laughs> I might I might be going to see that this weekend. I oh, might go I see can't Avatar wait to hear what weekend. you think. Well, there's a new the new theater opened up at uh, KP, which I, I just, mm-hmm. this is hilarious. I went to go check it out. I was like, oh, I'll go see it. And there's a big long winding hallway down. This is where the Sears used to be at the mall. Of course, in the yeah. corpse of Sears, they build a movie theater. And so you get down there, and I couldn't see anything because there was just, the doors were closed and it was shut down. Like they don't open till like late in the afternoon now, of course. Um, so, uh, but as I was walking up, this worker who was carrying like a plate glass window accidentally dropped it and it shattered everywhere what and i'm like and he's like oh <laughs> and he trudges outside to go get stuff to clean it up and i'm like holy crap this guy just like yeah it's just I, you don't see that kind of stuff every day right just people no, did shatter you quick, a window did you whip out your phone and i did not know it's 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 forever living yeah. in my brain where it's it's gonna live and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna post that kind of stuff that could have been anyway. a good good epic fail tiktok it would have been yes, uh, yeah. but but we are planning to do some some Christmas shopping this weekend, and we thought we would stop and see a movie. So we'll see. We'll take a vote at the time and see how it goes. I'm just a little worried that the the running time of this movie. Oh. I don't know what it is, but if it's three long, hours, it's three oh, hours. Okay. Yeah, then we might not do it. It might be depend on how long. So the other options are, I think, the Puss and Boots movie, Puss and Boots, and then there was <laughs> something else. Um, there's not much. That's we'll talk about that. It was not a good year for movies. Uh, but let's start with uh shows. Actually, I want to talk about okay. series because this is clearly where where Hollywood and all of like production, the production world is going of 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 this type of entertainment. Right? It's all about the series, the streaming series. Um, I did not want. I'm no. I'm completely done with cable television. I've not had cable in this house. Uh, I had no. Did I have it? Maybe for a little bit. I don't know. I don't have it anymore. Um, so it's everything. Everything is online. I have my Roku. I access everything through my Roku. There, you can see over my shoulder. Yeah. And so um, that's where all this content lives. Even some of that stuff that is still produced for network television, uh, which I'll get into on YouTube. Some of that stuff is now living on YouTube for me, uh, which is interesting. So it's interesting how this is all evolving. Uh, yeah. I think you know, like this, this evolve, this pl- the, um, kind of landscape of all these different plate streaming platforms you have like the 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 ones who make the devices roku apple and and amazon the fire stick uh they're the central points of of distribution so that's where you can subscribe to all your different services but you buy that that device from them and then you can just access all this stuff right um and that this is i think the year that that really exploded that really became commonplace and people really just had so much selection as far as online streaming goes so we can pick and choose the the reality is that we can now pick and choose and i bet you there's not a ton of shows that both of us has have watched on our lists i've watched Um, so many shows this year that uh, there's very few shows that have sort of been out there that I've not seen. Okay, well, maybe. With, with one exception, and that is anything that's been on Apple TV+. Plus. I was waiting to get my new iPhone, which I now have, and I can now get uh, Apple TV Plus free for three months, okay. I think, on the basis of that. So now I will be able to catch up on that stuff. But apart from, and there has been more stuff on Apple TV Plus. So that's yes. my blind spot that I can call myself out for right off the oh, top. Oh, yes. You just remind me of another show, speaking of Apple TV Plus. Let's start there anyway. Let's start with Mythic Quest. Mythic Quest, that should be the first thing you watch when you hook up your Apple TV Plus. Yeah. Uh, Mythic Quest is, I, I thought it was done. I honestly thought that, it was over. Is this your favorite show of the year? 
Uh, I don't know. I guess it's hard to say. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna choose at the end. I'll pick at the end all after right. all. I go through everything. Uh, but but the Mythic Quest. I think I've talked about it on the podcast before. It's like this. It's kind of like um like a Silicon Valley esque office esque type of show. Uh, but it is of course Apple TV Plus, which means it's it's fully like you know there's swearing, there's whatever. It's every free for all. Uh, but it does remind me a lot of Silicon Valley. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's the guys, uh, one of the guys behind It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and some other great people, uh, Danny Pudi from Communities in it, some great actors. The the One of the best storylines in the show involves, um, oh, what's his name? I always forget his name. He's one of the best actors in the world, Dan, and you always forget his name because uh, it starts with initials and I always have a problem with that. Um, hold on a second. Anyway, as I'm typing, I'm just going to keep talking about this film. Anyway, I thought it was done. I thought the last uh, season ended it in such a way that there was no way they could continue. And then it all of a sudden just showed up. And I'm like, oh, and I I just actually I only saw it because I did redeem that that same deal I got because I also got a new iPhone this year. I, I redeemed that same deal for three months free and I got the um, the same thing. So I, I that's why I noticed it was there. What is his name? Why can't I? F. Murray Abraham. Thank you very that's much. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. I was just going to blurt out his name when you said his name starts with an initial. He's yes. also He also stars in the last season of The White Lotus, which okay. is also one of the best shows of the year easily. Yeah, well, I've not yeah. watched that one. That's okay. I, I've fallen off the HBO. I've not watched a ton of HBO. Um, and mostly Netflix and Prime, I would say, as far as my watching is concerned. And Star Trek. A lot of Star I started watching Star Trek The Next Generation at the beginning of the year. I got all the way through Star Trek The Next Generation and all the way through Deep Space Nine. And I've just started on Voyager just this week. So I'm like on the third episode of Voyager. So I'm working my way through those. And it's just like one episode a day or whenever I have time to sit down. I just want to watch something that I can have on in the background when I'm doing other stuff, that kind of stuff. But I've really enjoyed that. That's been a lot of fun revisiting those those shows uh, over the last year. And yeah, Mythic Quest, I would say, is up there as far as far as a comedy, like a short comedy. It's really, really funny uh, on Apple TV Plus. So that was a really, really good one. And uh, the other, only other one I saw on Apple TV Plus that I really liked, and I'll just, I'm just mentioning it because you brought it up, was um, I already mentioned it when we were talking to Chris. It was about uh, Severance. Severance. Yeah. That's a very, very good show as well. Uh, and then, of course, For All Mankind. Oh, that's, you know what? Forget it. For All Mankind is my favorite show. I just thought of it now. That is my favorite show of the year. It is incredible. And they did have a new season this year, so that that does count. Uh, that was very, very – it's about space travel. It's all you need to know. It's about our, our exploration of the solar system. It's very, very good. Um, so what about you? What are some shows that you like? Not on Apple TV Plus now. Well, I've got a I got my list of 20 in front of me. And 20? I'm not gonna, oh, my God. Oh, okay. I'm, I, you know, like – when I'm saying I watch a lot of TV this year, I'm not kidding. I watched <laughs> more TV than I've ever watched in my whole life, and because just because there's so much good stuff. So I'm not going to go through all 20, but uh, my favorite shows of the year. Um, last year, I think it was All Creatures Great and Small was number one, and I still love it, and it's still in the, my top five. Um, my Brilliant Friend on HBO um, – had a finale where in which my mouth dropped open and hung there for quite some time. I could not believe what the show uh, did in the last scene of the season, and um, it didn't. It requires no anything, no special effects, no just good storytelling, mm. just good storytelling. So my brilliant friend, the bear. The cooking oh, show in that Chicago. That was very good. I finally watched oh. that. That was so good. It was very. I just Beautiful. yeah, excellent show. Excellent show. Um, then uh, we have to leave room for Andor with the runners-up Obi Wan and and Boba Fett. Hey, is not not my favorite for sure, but there was moments of sheer glory as a Star Wars fan, in um, in all three of those. Andor being, I think, the highest quality of them. And then I'll round out the list with HBO's Somebody Somewhere, uh, House of the Dragon, um, Stars, The Serpent Queen, and had to include it, Better Call Saul Mm. um, in its Mm. last year. So I've got a list of way more than that, but those are my favorite. Can I give it to All Creatures Great and Small the second year in a row? Um, (laughs) I think I can, just because that show is sweet. It makes me laugh. I'd lie if I didn't say that I had a tear in my eye in a couple episodes. Um, I don't know how they pulled that. I think... For many reasons, that show has got a difficult tone to pull off, and it does it every time. So, and hey, do you like little duckies, bunnies, piggies, and donkeys? Well, then, all creatures great and small is for you. 
I'm just joking, of course. That sounds delightful. It sounds delightful. You love eating. Yeah, yeah. I, I, well, and you talk, remember you talked about it before. Yeah. And yeah, I have, I have not gotten around to that one yet, but that's that sounds like a great uh, show. And yeah, and and I've not seen any of those. I don't think, uh, except for except for the bear. That was the only one of those on your list that I'd seen. So as I as I predicted, um, I have some you other ones. You have not seen House of the Dragon. Oh my God! Just, eh, I don't know. No, Dan. It's, I'll get to it, it. I'll get to it. There's lots of yes, dragons. But it's, There's lots no. of fantasy shows, by the way. This uh, one is Lord better. Of the Rings, the the Rings show oh. didn't make your list. The Lord of the Rings show? No, because it's shitty. Whereas, I thought it was pretty good. Oh, it's so it bad. Didn't make my list, but I thought it was pretty good. I didn't like the 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 uh, the bait and switch at the end. I didn't like that whole fake out with that guy being Sauron or whatever. That was stupid. But other than that, it was yeah, pretty it was good. Stupid. I liked it. I liked some parts of it for sure. Oh, uh, there was a bunch of elves on a boat singing at one point, Dan. <laughs> I mean, there's there's there, there was I mean, stuff that was going on Lord there. The they were singing Lord of the Rings. Okay. They um, were, but and they were they were. Let's just say that that song did not trouble the top ten this year. <laughs> The Billboard Top right. 10. That was not on that list. And by the way, I was not considering Andor in our list of specials of the year. Andor is my favorite show of the year because it is. I was oh. not considering Star Wars. Star Wars is another category. Andor is the best show. But my favorite second one is. But here's the, here's to me yeah. even some more shows that I love because I didn't mention everything. I was just talking about Apple TV Plus. Um, 1899 on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Very yeah. good. Uh, the Peripheral on um, Prime. Uh, it's also very good. Based on a William Gibson novel. Very cool yeah. stuff. Yeah, I saw that one. Um, Sandman on Netflix. A few people recommended it to me. I've not yet watched that one. Okay, I I really enjoyed it. I have not read the comic book. Um, but this, but I have friends who read the comic book and said this is yeah. a very good ad- adaptation of it. Uh, but I just thought it was amazing in its own. Like it was just a great, great storytelling and great performances. Um, and what else do I have here? Oh, the one I just discovered the other day, Rogue Heroes on Prime. Uh, it's a great. It's a World War Two series uh, look at it. you don't see that very often right where there's going to be like a world war ii kind of series with lots of like um period peace battles and stuff like that um rogue heroes and it's just about the uh this this wing of the british military the sas secret air service or something like that this group of commandos that would just like go and bomb rommel's airstrips along northern africa um and they just kind of live like they just kind of broke all the rules and you know were very much a bunch of rogues so it's fun. It's a good show, and it's got some. Speaking of Game of Thrones, it's got um, what's his name? It's got Theon Love Lovejoy. Theon is that his name? Theon Greyjoy. Theon Greyjoy. Yeah, Lovejoy. Uh, Greyjoy. He's in it, and uh, it's got the guy. I just I don't know how else to describe him. It's the kid with the big penis from uh, from uh, Sex Education. Although he's he's much older than this. I don't know how much time has passed since he was in Sex Education. Um, and a couple other familiar British actors, but it mostly it's like mostly it's like a character kind of thing. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's funny. It's action packed, and it's mostly true. It says at the beginning that it's mostly true, so you kind of that helps a little bit when you're watching it. But I really and it does something cool with the music actually. It takes like I don't usually like this, but it takes modern music and mixes it with the period. So they'll like be like they'll bring up ACDC as these guys are going into battle, and it perfectly fits. The scene, even though ACDC didn't exist at this time in the 40s, but it was just, it's just, it's an, it works really well together. So I've really enjoyed uh, Rogue Heroes and Prime for sure. And by the way, if you like shows with a prosthetic penises, then White Lotus might uh, entertain mm. you. <laughs> I wouldn't say I like them. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I've seen Piggy Nights. All right. Um, yeah, you might enjoy that as well. <laughs> <laughs> what about movies? How about movies this year, Kenton? Yes, uh, for me, this is okay. So I made a list of uh, movies and I, you know, in Canada, we always say like, it's not, it's not easy to, um, it's different in Canada than other places because we get movies later sometimes. And so some of the stuff that, uh, from my list was actually from the previous year. So I'm kind of ignore like things like the uh, power of the yeah, dog. Yeah. yeah. Who cares? Who cares? We've been there, done that. But the, for me, um, the film that knocked it out of the park, which I hope you've seen is available on Netflix. It's called R R R. Do you know? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I've seen the ads for it. I don't really it didn't grab my attention. I've not oh, seen it. Oh, no. okay. Oh, I'm After, gonna bring it up. Go ahead. R R R. It's um. Uh, let me just see here. What is it? Uh, Wikipedia. A 2022 Indian epic action drama film. Uh, and that's what it is. And there's a dance number in it. There's a, a story of frenemies, there's shapeshifters, there's battles, and I just want to say that it's the, it's a long film, uh, and I just, I really... Holy shit, three hours yeah, long. 
I, and I really didn't think I wanted to watch it. And from the get go, you're in. And you're like, this is the most kind of like balls to the wall action epic that you've ever seen. Um, and I think the other thing that the other key takeaway is Doctor Strange has no right to call it the multiverse of madness because RRR is the multiverse of madness. It's complete cool. anarchy, uh, comp just craziness all the way through. And yet it all works. I hope I don't know. Have they said who the nominee? I don't think they have nominees for best foreign film. It's got to This has got to be in it. And I think it could also be actually nominated for best film. I think really? there's a possibility. It's wow, great. I'll, I'll it's, check it out. Yeah. It's so crazy good that t t everything else that I saw paled in comparison to this. Well, it's just an example of a bad name. Like I, that doesn't yeah. tell me anything about what this is about. I'm sure it's relevant after you've seen the movie, but I don't it know. It is. About, yeah. In so RRR doesn't say anything to me. Hang on. Um, in the opening, one second. In the opening scene, they tell you what the three R's stand for. Uh, <laughs> Why does it, it should be right up top, but it isn't. I know, okay, well, well, the problem. Well, I, anyway, there, but um, I'll watch it on your recommendation yeah. for sure. And oh, it sounds great, which is interesting. And it's, it's yeah. certainly I've opened up to more foreign films this year. Uh, one of my favorite movies of the year. And what I've actually realized, I was looking through the list of movies released this year. Number one, there weren't a ton of movies. It was a very light oh. year. I think the Hollywood resources have shifted towards the streaming services and away from the movies because that's where the money is, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, but I did not watch a lot of actual movies that were released in 2022. Um, but one of them was Troll, which is on oh, Netflix. Right. Uh, that's a foreign film. It's a Norwegian film. Yeah. It's basically Godzilla in Norway. It's awesome. It's so good. Uh, it's it's like um, everything like you would take from like the I'm thinking like the Roland Emmerich Godzilla, so the Matthew Broderick one from the '90s, right? Where it's kind of like kind of cartoony characters, lots of jokes, lots of like callbacks, uh, and it was really more about the people than it is about the monster. Like that's what I think makes a good. Uh, they, they have good monster scenes as well, but it, it, the, the characters were interesting, so I really enjoyed watching. Um, uh, Troll. Another one I really enjoyed that I watched on streaming was Barbarian. Did you watch Barbarian? I did not. Oh, that's a good horror movie. I did my 31 Days of Horror, uh, but I did not watch any other new horror movies. That was the only one out of, the, out of that group. I watched 31 horror movies, and I've, I've honestly, my my obviously the TikTok stuff has got me watching more movies than than other stuff these days. But it's all old movies. You can look on my TikTok and see all the old movies I've watched. I'm not watching anything for 2022 just because there's nothing. And by the way, I'm not thrilled with the gatekeeping that's going on with this stuff. Uh, fucking um, Top Gun is still showing at the theater. This new theater that I was telling yeah. you about, Top Gun is still there. That is bullshit. The Top Gun is still showing at the movie theater. What the hell is wrong with you? It was the rare hit. That's why. But it, why is it still there? Nobody's going to go see it there now. It's coming out on, on Paramount Plus this week. Yeah. Uh, still not going to sign up for Paramount Plus, though. I'm sorry. I'm no. still not convinced. I tried it already, and there was nothing there. There was nothing there a year ago. Yeah. So sorry, guys. You know, now that you decided to ramp up your advertising, I'm not going to subscribe. Um. And, so that was but, so yeah. Troll, but sorry. Go ahead. Now I was going to say Maverick is probably in a weird year. It is one of the better films for sure. I'm just stubbornly refusing to see it until it's absolutely free to me with no no gateway in place <laughs> which will probably if whenever i get my paramount plus free trial or no i already used my free trial so no i guess i, I will never watch it you'll never see it i'll never see it and i'm okay about that i'm fine with it barbarian was awesome barbarian was a very well-made horror movie completely not completely different but very different from all the other types of horror movies structurally and just does different things uh wait till next year to watch it if you're into the horror it's got justin long who i really like um better than i would say it's better than tusk better than his other horror movie <laughs> oh my god and I finally That's watched a terrible oh, film. One of the few movies I saw in the theater this year, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. The oh, yeah. um, Nicholas Cage. Did you see that one? I did not see it. Oh, I. It's funny. Yeah, I, it, it looks interesting to me. I uh, early on there was lots of bad reviews, and I just thought, oh well, maybe I'll skip it. And then it's weird. Then suddenly there was a boomerang, and people started liking it. So I I happen to love Nicholas Cage in the film Mandy which had a similar kind of thing to it, where at first people seemed to hate it. And I watched it and I loved it. I love that film. So I thought, okay, maybe this is another one like that. I would say Mandy is more similar. Mandy is more similar to A Color Out of Space. Did you see that one? 
did not. Okay, that's more. You probably would like a color out of space. That's way oh, more cool. weird, like Mandy is. Uh, but this one is like he's kind of playing a card. It's like very common, like in Hollywood, to play a fictionalized version of yourself. And he is like, uh, you know, a washed up Nicolas Cage can't get a job in Hollywood anymore. And so he goes. He gets hired by um, Pedro Pascal, by our friend the Mandalorian, to he who plays this this drug lord to basically entertain him at his birthday party or something like that. It's really kind of a. a but then they start. They become best friends and they. They, they like they're starting to write a screenplay together, and it's really really well. They're, it's just really funny, really well done. And Pedro Pascal is just delightful in it. They're both delightful, honestly. Uh, I really enjoyed that. And then the last one I have here on my list because I just watched it and it was on the list of movies, and I did enjoy it. I just didn't think it was as good as everybody said it was. But everything ever everything everywhere all at once was really oh, good. I saw it. I saw it, and you know what, Dan? Once again, I'm going to refer you to Triple R, and say uh, is if hey if you're into that everything yeah. everywhere this is a this i would actually say like at a certain point with everything everywhere i kind of just went all right i accept that i'm lost here and uh let's just see how this unfolds but uh hey there's lots of stuff happening everywhere like the title says but triple r is like a similar kind of deal where, you, where you see i thought right. the movie was called r, r. r. <laughs> i thought it was a pirate movie yeah <laughs> By the way, I want to throw a shout out to one other film, okay. and that is uh, Hit the Road, and uh, described in Wikipedia, it's an Iranian road comedy drama film, uh, depicts an Iranian family driving to the Turkish border to smuggle their young adult son out of the country, and it's a road movie, and it's hilarious, and there's a child's performance in the film that is incredible. Like, in a perfect world, this kid would win the Oscar for Best Actor. It's mm. not going to happen. The film might be nominated for an Oscar, though. I don't. I don't know. I think it came out 2021 in Iran, though. So I don't. I don't know how that works. Uh, but uh, the the performance by that kid in this film is just. It's just a great thing and hilarious. And I thought I sort of enjoyed watching it because on one hand the film's about a serious topic. On the other hand, it's like the little day to day comedy among this family that's so that's so funny to watch. And even some of it. Some of it's surreal and some of it is very slapstick. So good stuff there as well. So a special shout out to Hit the Road. Nice. Excellent. All right. Let's move yeah. on to uh, YouTube. You had one of, one of the categories. Yeah, yeah. What do you think about YouTube? Have you been watching a lot more YouTube this year? Well, hey, I, you know, who doesn't, I guess. I mean, I guess we're in that kind of um, situation at this point. And I'm also, um, I'm a little more, it's interesting because there's two different kinds of YouTube. The I subscribe to something and I watch it all the time, or the something went viral. <laughs> YouTube. So yeah. have you got? Have you got a uh, like? What? How do you want to rank it? Do you want to? Well, do I don't wanna... generally the the something went viral. I don't really. I don't really count as real YouTube content, I guess, because right. it is, it is like, if it's a Charlie bit my finger kind of a thing, that's just somebody uploading a cute video that everybody appreciates. But, and, and honestly, that kind of thing is, is much more common on TikTok. We should talk about TikTok, I guess. I don't really have TikTok creators I could, could shut out. But um, as far as YouTube content goes, I watch YouTube on my TV, almost always on my TV. Yeah, it's hardly ever on my phone. I mean, if I'm on my, maybe on the bus ride home, I'm watching a show. I actually have watched some Netflix, some of this stuff on TV. If I really want to keep going on something, I'll just keep it going on my phone. Uh, but for the most part, I watch YouTube on my TV. And so, and, and it's also part of routine. I watch Rhett and Link every morning. Get up, watch, watch Good Mythical Morning, have my coffee. It's a great way to start the day. It really is. They have some fun. They have something silly planned. It really is great. Um, but again, I don't. I have a hard time finding new, new channels to follow. There's the ones I like. Blame Society Films continues to be my favorite. I love those guys. They're awesome. They always put out good content. Um, Beer and board games, and and uh, the other show is um, Welcome to the Billy's Basement. It's about movies. Um, Ryan George, who I'm sure I've mentioned before, he does those. Um, pitch meeting videos have you seen those where he kind of makes fun of movies by doing the pitch meeting of them yeah like yeah these are, these are all the stupid things we're going to do about this movie and then he just does it with himself it's like him and a, a different character it's really funny i love that but he also does these other things like first guy to open up a buffet and it's like just kind of on his face making fun of the ridiculousness that's like what would you like to get sir everything just lay it all out for me i want to choose what i want to eat i want to just pick from whatever like the idea of a buffet is kind of ridiculous when you think about it right like he's making yeah. fun of that kind of stuff so he's very funny and those are nice short little videos uh wednesdays are nostalgia critic every wednesday he releases a, a review it's basically a full almost a half hour video generally every week 
um, that talks about a specific movie. Or he does a great thing around this time. He, he's already done it for this year where he reviews commercials and he looks at old nostalgic commercials and talks about them and does commentary and makes fun of them. So that's a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying the nostalgic critic. Um, yeah, and that's pretty much it. Again, I have a hard time finding new stuff. Like, I just think a lot of the new YouTube content seems silly to me. My kids are always onto new things. Like, there's things that I'm like, oh, it's like, it's like I go say to Luke, oh, what about this person? You like, no, I don't like them anymore. They're stupid. It's very much that happening um, for YouTube. And it's just kind of, there's a continuous cycle of content. So it doesn't matter. That's the thing. All this content just means that they, could do, if they don't like something, they just choose something else. And there's somebody there waiting to replace that that video, right? So it, it's good. I, I like it. And I, I think the advertising has become less intrusive on YouTube a little bit. Oh, a little bit better it's... at that. I oh, find it almost unwatchable, the uh, interruption. And where they're placed, there seems to be a wow. couple issues. The lining them up and the placement of them just is not, doesn't always work. True, so, and I think that yeah. I think that's on the creator though. I think that they, I think they're now right. allowed to choose where they can place their ads. And so Nostalgia Critic, for example, he already had a commercial break built in to the middle of his video. He say he'd pause, show his logo, and there'd be a place for the break. So he just inserts it right there. He's already got it built into his show, and people are doing that. Rent and Link have always have transitions between segments. They have like a visual transition, so they always place the breaks there. So that's a good clean break. Like there's points at which you should be placing these. Uh, but I found like there's more. I think six second ads are excellent. I really think that there's people have learned to make really good, really effective short advertisements on YouTube, and that is the most effective way to advertise to somebody right now on YouTube is just the quick six second ads nobody's sitting around to watch it i don't care how loyal you are you're not going to watch the only thing maybe i might not skip is a, maybe a trailer that i haven't seen yet something like that but generally i will skip everything on youtube yeah right? so that's why it's got to be six seconds you got to convey that message in six seconds yeah it's got to be it's got to be good just like uh, um what's his name on the bull uh what's that movie about eight seconds sorry it was about eight seconds the movie where he was, did the bull riding oh remember <laughs> that yeah. uh i don't know if i do all right. What other, uh, what other YouTube what YouTube channels do you like to watch? Um, I'm just gonna throw this. Uh, one of the ones that I discovered over the pandemic and watched over the last year was Rate My Takeaway, which is a British bloke named Danny. And uh, what I like about and he goes to do that. He he carries a table and chair with him. He goes to a takeaway restaurant, orders the food, and then sits outside with his table and chair, makes small talk with people while he waits for his food, and then he almost always loves the food. So the point isn't the point is isn't really he's rating the takeaway. The point is let's watch Danny have conversations with entertaining British people who he meets on his travels. And one of the things I love about the channel is he um, uh, the, what he show, chooses to show as part of his journey. So him driving in the car on the way there is uh, you know so you'll see that you'll see him ordering and making small talk with with people uh, at the restaurant. And you'll see people, uh, as he sits down with his table and chair and people drive by and honk their horn and shout at him and uh, pose for selfies with him and stuff. And he's such a good natured, like a nice good natured man um, that you could almost make a movie with him or something where it's, he's going through a terrible, awful world, but, er but everything pleases him. Everything he's, every discussion he has, every person he meets, Every food he has, every no, not quite all the food he has, but mostly all the food he has, and it's just like a, a feel-good thing to watch him go and try out food. And some of the most entertaining ones are where the food actually is terrible, and he is forced against his good nature to have to say something not good about the food. That's pretty mm -hmm. good too. That so anyway, delightful. yes, rate my takeaway. Just I'll take yeah. that. Sounds like right up yeah. my alley. I love that kind yeah. of stuff. You're you reminded me of another, it reminds me of Try Guys, which is another video channel I watched yeah. quite a bit. Uh, Try Guys actually had some drama this year. They had to kick one of their members out uh, because she had an affair, had an affair with one of their production assistants. Like, come on, man, classic. Like, what are you doing? This is so, like, I don't know. Anyway, so they kicked him out. So now there's only three Try Guys, but I didn't like that other guy anyway. Um, but the one guy I really like, Keith, he does this thing called Eat the Menu. So he'll go to a restaurant and basically, and they've done it in a truck where they, he sat in a truck and they basically just have people running back and forth from like Olive Garden, bringing them stuff from Olive Garden because <laughs> they're not allowed to shoot in the restaurant. They don't want to ask permission, I guess. Um, so then he, he tastes all the different things on the menu at this restaurant and he brings in guests and talk to them like very similar in a very similar style, I think. Um, I think that's like the mukbang style is what that's called on YouTube. It's like when you're just kind of like eating food and talking to people, that's what that is. 
And usually it's a bunch of different kinds of food and stuff like that. So that's cool. But I like also like stuff like that that shows like local eateries and local businesses. And like if you were to go there, you'd probably want to go to one of those places, right? Right. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Um, or meet him or meet yeah. him because he, yeah. because he just seems like he's a, a nice fellow. And everybody yeah. in England knows who he is, as as you see when you want when you watch the thing. Fame has not gone to his head. <laughs> that's cool. And but that's yeah. what that's the kind of what's possible yeah. in this day and age, right? Everybody yeah. can be famous. Right. I just did an article on on uh, for CTV about people from Winnipeg who basically get recognized whenever they go on the street. This right. so one girl says she's a TikTok girl. Every time she goes out, people say, "Hey, TikTok girl," and huh. she's just become kind of famous <laughs> for being on TikTok. Uh, that's the world we live in now. Okay. Uh, what about music? You are the music expert. I don't have a ton to say about it. I have gotten much, much more. I've gotten more into listening to music than I used to. Oh, good. Uh, I've shifted away from podcasts. Actually, I have nothing to say about podcasts because I've been uh, the medium is almost dead to me <laughs> after I've teaching it for so long. I've kind of yeah. lost my passion for it a little bit. But so I've not listened to a lot of new podcasts. Uh, but music. Let's start going with the music. And what are your favorite albums of the year? Well, this was, uh, for me, it was a bit easier this year because Elvis Costello released his best album in eons. He's been nominated for Grammy Awards for it, and rightfully so. Um, his album's called The Boy Named If, and it's back to raging punk rock and, and great ballads and just everything that Elvis Costello is great at is uh, sort of on display in that album. So it was really, and he, uh, uh, he's probably second on my list to only the Beatles as my favorite musical artist. What about so the who? Really, uh, well, you know, the who and Elvis Costello battling for second place. It's a, t <laughs> and it when I, depends, one of the first things you ever said they, to me, yeah. Kenton, one of the first things you ever said to me was I was wearing a who shirt and you yeah. said, I love the who I might like them better than the Beatles. Once in a while, <laughs> you know, it's, not always, once, not always. Well, you know, you, Oh boy. Some of those who albums are underrated, even as classics, yeah. they're underrated. Yeah. So it's, it's very, but you know, Elvis, El yeah. Elvis Costello's first five albums, it's hard to give them, I mean, it's like four stars and then five star, five star, five star, five star, five star for like a whole long stretch. So this is another five star album and, and later in the career, which is nice. I'll just say another couple here. The Jazz Butcher um, uh, has been recording albums since the 80s, toured Canada many times. And um, and sadly, there uh, the the guy who is the the jazz butcher, uh, Pat Fish, passed away this year. And like David Bowie, he left an album behind uh, about himself dying. And the album, so it's by the jazz butcher, and it's called "The Highest in the Land." And one of the lines in his song is "As cold as the streets of Saskatchewan." And what I love about that, like, and he's from the UK. And what I love is he actually toured Canada so many times. He knows how cold the streets of Saskatchewan are in winter. Mm -hmm. um, I'm also going to name um, a Panda Bear and Sonic Boom. I think one of those guys is from Animal Collective and one is from Spaceman 3. Um, and they re recorded an album called Reset in which they remixed classic songs so that they're unrecognizable. I, don't, I can't even tell you what songs they are. Um, and then they... Uh, added vocals to them where they sound like it almost sounds like the Beach Boys vocals on top of remix songs. It's just beautiful. It's just such a great album that I just I read the concept of the album and I bought it and it's so great and so much better than I could ever imagine it being. So I think those are probably my top three albums of the year. And in terms of a song, I'm just going to give a, a shout out to, to a, a couple of quick ones here. Spiritualized has a song called the mainline song, which is as poppy as it gets just about taking the train to downtown at night, which is great. And the lightning seeds who everybody knows wrote the, the British football song football's coming home, um, released an album. And of course it got buried by the world cup because their football's coming home needed to be re-released again. Um, but their song is called uh, Sunshine, and it's a great song about being out in the sun. And once it grabs your mind and won't let go, it's such a catchy little hook. So those two songs. And earlier this year, Dan, you and I talked on the Star Wars Nerds podcast about the wonderful song Teacher's Pet from the Book of Boba Fett, where Luke is training Yoda and uh, for instrumental song. Let's give a little shout out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pardon me. Baby Yoda. Baby Grogu, whatever you want to call him, when Luke is training him, returning the favor that Yoda gave him. Yeah. Um, uh, there, there, that's the song in the background. It's just, it's uplifting every time you hear it.
is very nice. And I continue to listen to that soundtrack and all the Star Wars soundtracks. Oh, yeah. Uh, Andor was excellent as well, so I have that yeah. on my playlist. Uh, what I would say the one album, full album, I could say that I listened to front to back that was uh, technically, I guess, released this year, although it's all re-recordings, was the soundtrack for the Weird Al movie, which I forgot to mention oh. in the movie section. Yeah. Because uh, the Weird Al movie, did you see it? I have not seen it yet, but okay, I will. I, I have to see it, yeah. It's only on Roku. This is where we're at. So Roku oh. exclusive. You have to own a Roku to, to watch it. Now, I'm sure that's not always going to be the case. At some point, it's going to be available on Netflix or somewhere else. But right now, you can only watch it on Roku. It's advertised to me almost every time I turn the thing on. Um, I won't spoil anything, but I liked it. It wasn't what I was expecting. And the soundtrack, I think I think Al just re-recorded all his hits. Like Basically, it's like the greatest <laughs> hits of, of Weird Al. So it's all amazing. Um, I don't think there's any new songs. I don't think there are, but it was just, a, I just loved it. And they got me on a Weird Al kick. So I was listening to Weird Al for a good two weeks where I listened to all his stuff, all his polkas. Like, you know, those polkas he does oh, yeah. where he, he like combines, like it, it was, it's like the opposite of what he usually does. He like this, he takes the lyrics from songs and then just reimagines them as a polka. So it's all these popular songs of the time. Those are like time capsules of the popular music of the era. He's done them throughout the 80s, 90s, 2000s. And each one of those is like a perfect time. Like you just can see, you know, all the popular songs of that time period just from listening to Weird Al in one song. It's amazing. And the and of course, the Hamilton polka um, keeps continues to get stuck in my head because it's Weird Al and it's Hamilton. So that's the one that I really enjoyed as far as music goes. And yeah, I, I continue to, to do Spotify as far as my music listing is concerned. Are you still buying CDs, Kenton? No, I stopped over the pandemic. Um, so I'm now an iTunes guy. Um, but I will not, I still, I, I have resisted the urge to join a streaming service because it's important to me to own the music and to pay the artist for the music as much as I can. David Byrne's book uh, suggests that, like, of course, the best way to reward the artist is to buy a CD or to, or to go to the show and buy a CD there is even better if the artist plays where you are. Um, and that, of course, we all know Apple gets a big chunk of iTunes. But then when it comes to streaming, an artist gets almost nothing. So it's like trying to find a, a, the blend of convenience and rewarding the artist, I think, is what I'm trying to do. Right. Uh, speaking of which, have you seen any good shows this year? What do you the mean? Shows make, like you were talking about, you, you mentioned um, events. Did you oh, see yeah. any good concerts or any type, things like that? I don't well, think I went to anything. I sort of meant it in two ways. So in-person events versus um, events on TV. And oh. when I said when I said events, like Queen Elizabeth died, and that was oh, yeah. an event. That was an event. I mean, you couldn't uh, avoid it. We got the day off of school, which is just one more reason why the students didn't learn anything this semester. <laughs> it was like the, <laughs> the third Friday in a row or yeah. something like that. It was a ridiculous. Week. So many yeah. days off. Yeah. yeah. And um, uh, so there was that. There's also uh, the World Cup is on right now. Uh, there's all kinds of that stuff, sporting events. But I'm such I'm gonna... a Grinch when it comes to the World Cup. I gotta say, I got, I've been, oh, so, yeah. I've been just like, oh, bah humbug World Cup. I don't care. Students watching it in my class, I'm yeah. like, ah, bah, bah humbug. I don't care. Another um, reason I... they didn't learn anything. Another <laughs> reason. I'm, I'm having yeah. lunch at CTV. I'm just having my lunch. I'm watching something on my computer. A reporter walks in. He's like, oh, is this uh, Croatia? I'm like, I don't care. And he's like, oh, okay. Ah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, maybe I was a little too rude then. I just have no interest in the soccer stuff. I'm just, ah, I don't know. It's, you know, I know it's a big deal. Um, but we were, you were saying something else, right? You were going oh, into something yeah. else there? I was going to say, so in terms of events that were on TV, live events, I'm giving a shout out to the January 6th commission <laughs> for, for rolling it out one more time, like an encore for, uh, for, um, Trump's dirty deeds. It was fun to watch them all roll out, especially over the summer where I had a little bit of time to really enjoy the, to enjoy all of that live. I just, uh, Hey, I couldn't enjoy that more than I did. And in terms of events that I was actually at, live events, I saw a bunch of great stuff, but uh, probably the thing I enjoyed most was Tracy Morgan at the yeah. casino. And oh. he, he, I was laughing so hard. I was honestly, I was doubled over. I was crying. It was so funny. It was dirty. It was like maybe the dirtiest comedy show I've ever been to and dirty and disturbing <laughs> as comedy can be. But holy, was it funny. Like, I, honestly, he could... He could kill you with it with the laughter. It was so funny. So Tracy Morgan at the casino uh, was great. How about um, you? 
So, well, it's funny you mentioned him because uh, speaking of Apple TV Plus, he is in this, the new movie Spirited, yeah. uh, which I just watched last night, and it was very good. I really enjoyed Ooh, it. Oh, really? So, so yes, that was that was fun. It's an adaptation of a Christmas Carol, yet another one. I know we have a lot of them, but um, it's Will Ferrell and, and Ryan Reynolds, and um, oh right, yeah, it's it's good. It's a musical thing too, so I really like that. Well, sorry, what did you say before uh, Tracy Morgan? You distracted me with Tracy Morgan. Uh, what did I? In terms of a live oh, events, you said, oh, live events. You said, um, damn it, I was gonna say January sixth commission. Yeah, oh yeah, I was gonna say, what about our own, um, uh, our own uh, convoy uh, uh, hearings? Oh. Did you watch any of those? Precious few, because I think school was on at that point, and uh, you know, I don't know. I just thought I, I wanted the government to send the military in and. Uh, Ship ship all those trucks to some other place to the North Pole for all I cared. So I was I was less interested in that than I was. More uh, interested in the American one, eh? Yeah, like just because that just because I see a guy running around in America running for president who probably shouldn't be doing that at this juncture. Who's trying to run out? Nobody's doing that in Canada yet. Right. So that to me is a little more. I mean, look. That hey, to, to America has to choose its path. God bless, God bless you, Amer- God bless America," said a wise person once. But uh, you know, it's kind of interesting that the guy who launched the let's let's not accept the election results might run again. That's oh, ridiculous. God. Yeah, let's try like, it again. Need, like, can we try to do something about this or not? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I would say that I, I did not watch as much. Again, with the cancellation of cable, I did not watch yeah. as much TV news or anything like that. Um, so I did not pay as much attention to the American media. I did catch snippets of uh, both those things in on on other social media, uh, TikTok and that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, the, definitely the Queen dying was the biggest uh, story of the year, and that was a huge deal. I was surprised yeah. actually about how much that still meant to a lot of people in in Britain. I was and I interviewed people who like traveled there, people from Manitoba who traveled there because oh, they yeah. loved the Queen so much to be there for the, and they just sat outside and watched it on the screen in the park. They didn't get to go inside or anything. Um, and they didn't wait. They could have gone and watched and seen the body, but it would have been a two-day wait for them to do that. So they didn't. But it was still a great experience for them, and that was really meaningful for a lot of people. Um, it was huge. The- it was. It was a. It was maybe the biggest. I'm trying to think of if there's ever been a death bigger than that, because that re- like of old age. Yeah. I, I like that's that was big. It was. It was in a way like call calling off schools. And uh, and not having classes and um, and and suddenly we had a King Charles right away and like just it was just all this news at once. I, I don't know. I can't remember something. Well, I must have, must have happened September the last 11th, time. Maybe September, maybe September 11th, 11th for yeah. sure. Um, but it would have happened the last time the king died, right? When, when her dad died or no, when, what's his name? It was different, though. Or it oh, was no. different. No, no, it was it was it was her dad that was the king. Yeah. Anyway, we all we all got caught up on that history when she died because we all got her life story a million times. Of course, cable news goes at this so hard and just plays like documentary yeah. after documentary of, of uh, Queen Elizabeth. So I know and everything there is to know. I just can't. And, and the, the crown, crown on Netflix. Yes. That, yes. That's uh, more than anybody needs is right there. And I and certainly we don't need the Harry and Meghan documentary. We don't oh, we God. don't need I, that to. We don't need that. We're done. I think we're good. <laughs> I think that that the we're going to see the royal family become less and less relevant. Charles is not his mom. He's not going to be as camera friendly. Charles is not his mom. Well, he's just not. He's not as friend, media friendly. He's never been that that kind of thing. Um, they're going to try. They're going to phase it out. It's going to be largely. It's largely a figurehead thing now. Anyway, like they don't actually have anything to do with the government. So they'll they'll find a way to keep it up and like they'll do ceremonies and stuff. But we're not going to see it be as big of a deal. I went to see uh, Prince when when King Charles was Prince Charles. He was speaking at the legislature in the front steps, and yep. I went up. I went after work, and there was like ten people standing around, just kind of listening to his speech. There's like nobody there. Hmm. And um, now, if he showed up, I think it'd be different. <laughs> uh, you know, I think it would be a bigger deal. It's amazing how a title. It really, I, I mean, I thought they made a pretty big deal when they, he came here that time yeah. because he was. I remember at the, being at the college and he came for a tour through the college. That was and Prince we just Philip. No, no, it was it was Charles. You we always mix this up, Kenton. No, no, it Phil, was Prince Philip. Philip came and Charles came too. Charles came later. I didn't Charles meet Charles. Came, I didn't either, but I saw him walk <laughs> through the atrium. Uh, yes, I sat there and watched him walk through no, the I atrium. We all kind of sat. There. It's like it's like when Justin Trudeau came. Remember when Justin Trudeau came and the students freaked out? 
Oh my God. Everyone was like crazy. That was the big deal. When Justin Trudeau showed up on campus, that was the biggest deal we've had happen. Anyway. Um, <laughs> cue, cue every student going, is it okay if I don't come back to your class? Is yeah, I love okay? that. Are they shuffling yeah. 15 minutes late? Yeah. Sorry, we had to CJT. Sorry. All That's right. okay, right? It's not an unexcused absence, okay? There's this a lot of that like, going on that day. This seems like a good uh, time to talk about our annoying phrases of the <laughs> of annoying oh. things that you want to see gone. Well, uh, What do you got? Yeah, so normally what I do is I'll read the list and then you decide which one is most irritating. Okay, I've got a couple on. here, but I'll wait to hear what you have said. Okay. Maybe mine will be on there. I don't have as many as past years. But um, uh, drop some photos of your cats. Don't need that. Uh, Wordle, sharing Wordle grids online. Uh, I think Wordle is done. Please stop sharing. Stop Please stop playing that, Wordle. Yeah. Wordle um, as a whole is over. Thought leader, hot desking, stagflation. How's your Wednesday going? Photo dump, nothing burger. Happy <laughs> blank to all who celebrate. I don't know who needs to hear this, but uh, the digital campfire, wine o'clock, I'm here for it, and hits different. Oh, and that's funny because that is the uh, tagline for the Winnipeg Jets. I know. Have you noticed? It's oh, my horrible. God. It's yeah, horrible. It's there. so yeah. bad. Live hits different. Is that oh. what your tagline is? Is that really oh. how you want to differentiate your product from the TV? I don't think it does hit different. I think it hits your pocketbook different. Yeah. Costs a lot. Oh, that's good. I like live <laughs> hits your wallet different. That, you should mock that up. That's funny. That is funny. Um, well, I would say the any case. So what did you say? What flation was it? Stagflation. Stagflation. I mean, there was any oh, inflation. It was, it was like flation because inflation yeah. became such a serious issue this year. They add flation to anything. Right. Um, shrinkflation. Yeah. Uh, shelfflation. <laughs> all kinds of flations. Too and, many inflations. Yeah, so for oh. sure. Um, okay, here's mine. A very, very yeah. uh, short. Uh, let's go. Just saying that. Oh, let's go oh. as a celebration. Let's go. Let's go. Like I was just watching a video and somebody every single time they won something, they're like, "Let's go." Yeah. Just stop saying that. Yeah. Uh, uh, full disclosure. Just saying. Full oh, disclosure. that's a good one. Full disclosure. Oh. No, no, I don't yeah. need full disclosure. Don't tell yeah. me that. And then I think I mean we probably have said this before, but I'm still hearing it. Spoiler alert is still out there, and oh. people are still saying spoiler alert all the time. I feel, feel like, and I'm probably guilty of it myself, but. I, just, I think we're done with that that phrase, right? Like yeah, you can say spoiler alert. alert if you really want to give a spoiler alert, but don't say it in like a joking way. Uh, spoiler alert, I'm not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. kind of thing. I hate spoiler that. Spoiler alert, I won the prize or whatever. Yeah, something like yeah. that. Something like that. Yeah, like they're just using it to, to pause and reveal some information. That's not right. a good use of that phrase. So that's my three I had. Uh, but good. yeah, deflation was, was a good one too. So yeah, it's just, you know, oh. the, people just develop new words. One? What's the most overused of all of these? It's very hard. Uh, what is it? Say yours again. Oh, there's so many. How's your 2022 going? I left that one out. Drop some pictures of your cats. Thought Any, leader. Anything. I mean, I'm a cat person. I still oh. find any reference to cats online annoying. So I wouldn't say that's good. I hate the, I hate the I'm depressed. Drop some photos of your cats to cheer me up. Is that I what that's about? Yes, oh, okay. Yes. I don't, I don't even horrible. know what the context of that was. Okay. Yeah, oh, it's awful. Yeah. Yeah, I feel yeah. depressed. Drop photos. Like... But photo dump, I see all the time. And it's like taking a photo dump. Nobody wants to see it. Nobody wants to. Oh, like, that you know just I mean? conscious an image. I don't want to know. It. I want it out of my head. Maybe the most overused on my list is nothing burger. It was nothing a burger nothing was burger. Funny. I think that's funny. Oh, you like that one? I like that phrase. Yeah. Uh, I just, it's just overused, you know? <laughs> um, like, I'm just trying to see what else. I don't know. Uh, Read some more. I, I, can, I can't remember them. I should um, have written it down. Uh, yes, please is still in there. Stagflation. Oh, is the balm I needed? I forgot about that. Beyonce's what? Beyonce's new album is just the balm I needed for my sore oh, head. Oh, the balm. Uh, the yeah, balm the I balm. need, I guess. The, yeah. the balm for your soul? Oh, yeah. So talking horrible. about? Oh, oh, man. Happy blank to all who celebrate is out there, like, no tomorrow. I don't know. I don't know who needs to hear this. That one. That's the worst. That's the worst one. Yes, that that's what be. I was saying. There was one that stuck out yeah. to me. That is, I don't know who needs to hear this. That is completely useless to praise. If, if you yeah. don't know who needs to hear it, then don't say it. Wait until you find out who needs to hear it, then tell them directly. Yeah. Don't don't just put it out on the internet yeah. Uh, because, yeah, you're just being an I idiot. don't know who needs to hear this, but fudge brownies are delicious. 
or whatever. Nobody like, needs to hear this. No, it's, case, it's, it's usually a complaint. I don't need yeah. know who needs to hear this, but uh, uh, I can't think of anything right now. But come and collect my garbage, city. <laughs> well, then the city needs to hear that. It's That's some, who needs to some, hear that. Yeah, but but it, it it's just become a placeholder to whatever you need to say. Right. Yes. Like it's right. just a lead into whatever you want to say. You don't even need it. Just say what you want to say. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's like when they. It's like when and I think we've talked about this before. When say someone says, "Tell me this," without telling me this, like that, oh. that whole thing, right? That's or or well. and also along the same lines as unpopular opinion. Yes, that's right. Unpopular opinion. Fudge brownies actually taste terrible. Unpopular opinion. Brown. I want some uh, brownies now. Yeah, me too. brownies. All no, right. I wish. Uh, shall we finish up with the dead people, or do what do you want to do? I have so many do dead people. I don't like. How many of these would you like to? That so many people died this year. Do you just want me to do like? Hang on, let me just get the list here and let's. So, but let's first let's talk about like. So there's a lot, wow. like more than you've been doing this for a number of years. So there's more than usual. Um, They're big names. Yeah. So so and so, do you think this is going to affect the way they do this kind of stuff at the Oscars and these shows? Oh, yeah. they do the in, Memor- in memoriam, like they're going to have to like whip through these yeah. things so fast in order to get through everybody. But then they it, pause at the wrong person, and you're like, why are we pausing on some weird producer that nobody's ever heard of? Like, you know, you have to like pause for the for the big names, right? Who do, who's on the list? Let me it's great. It's great. Peter Bogdanovich, Sidney Poitier, Bob Saget, Robert Durst, Ronnie Spector, Meatloaf, Robert Louis Durst. Anderson. Oh, oh like yeah. The guy was, from the murderer guy? The guy from the yeah, yeah, yeah. microphone? I have, I have good and bad. I have good and bad on this list. Okay. Uh, yeah, he died in prison. Okay, good. Um, Meatloaf, Louis oh, Anderson, yeah. Oh, yeah. Howard, Howard Hessman, Ivan Reitman, uh, PJ O'Rourke, uh, Betty Davis, the singer, not the actor, Dallas Good from the Sadies, Steve Fonio, Douglas Trumbull, Mark Lanigan, um, Sally Kellerman, William Hurt, Conrad Janis from Mark and Mindy. I always mix up William Hurt oh. with, with John Hurt. The two of them. William yeah. Hurt. Wait, William Hurt is the one who's in um, Alien, right? He had the chest come out, the alien come out of his chest. It's no, that's John Hurt. Damn it, I see it. I mean, William yeah. Hurt. William Hurt was in, oh my God, William Hurt. Children I of just, a Lesser God, Kiss of the Spider Woman. Well, also, I just watched him. I did a, I did a thing with Cronenberg movies, and I just watched um, History of Violence, actually. Or was, no, it was Eastern Promises. Sorry, this one, Eastern Promises uh, he is in. No, it's History of Violence. I'm mixing them up because they both have uh, Vigo. But no, uh, History of Violence. Oh, yeah. it's, he's yeah. in History of Violence at the end. And apparently he was, he's I thought boss. he was awful. I thought it was awful. I thought this is the bit worst stereotype of a mob <laughs> boss. This is the worst caricature I've ever seen. Apparently, he was nominated for an Oscar for that. He was. I, I had no idea. I didn't like it. Yeah. I didn't like that performance. Anyway, Interesting. So, yeah, that's that's okay. tragedy. Okay. Let's keep going. Madeline Albright. Vangelis, okay. the composer. Oh. Taylor, Taylor Hawkins. I always thought that was a band. I didn't know that was one person. Maybe the um, whole band died. No. <laughs> the whole band. Taylor Hawkins, Gilbert Gottfried. Um, then we had Mrs. The actors who portrayed Mrs. Costanza and Mrs. Seinfeld died. Uh-huh. Robert Morris, uh, the actor, mm-hmm. Guy Lafleur, Naomi Judd. These are big names. Mm-hmm. Mickey, and not that Mickey, old. Like it's yeah, not people that no. you would expect to be dying. Like Naomi Judd would have been uh, not that old at all. Mickey Gilly, the country artist. Fred Ward, David Milgard, another Canadian um, uh, newsmaker. Um, who else we got? Ray Liotta, Andy Fletcher from Depeche Mode, Alan White from Yes, Bo Hopkins from American Graffiti, Ronnie Hawkins, Jim Seals of Seals and Croft, um, Julie Cruz, um, mm. Philip, ba- Philip Baker Hall, James Kahn, um, Ivana Trump, there's that name again, Monty Norman, the Bond composer, Paul Servino, um, Tony Dow, who played Wally Cleaver. Nichelle Nichols from Star Trek, Olivia Newton-John, um, Anne Heche, Wolfgang Gang Peterson, the director of Das Boat, uh, Mikhail Gorbachev, Queen Elizabeth, Jean-Luc Godard, uh, let's see, Bernard Shaw, the former CNN anchor, Louise Fletcher, the actor, Coolio. <laughs> I just Coolio. saw her. Louis, okay, wait, wait, wait. Louise Fletcher, and we'll talk about Coolio in a yes. second. Louise Fletcher, she was in Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Yes. I've just finished watching she those. Was. In those, she was the Kai Win. Uh, she's a big, has a big part in the end of that. Um, but yeah, she was also in tons of movies, tons of great character actor. And Coolio was a shock. 
Um, you know, yeah. as far as musician deaths go, we had Coolio. We also you said Taylor Hawkins in there. Yeah. Uh, and I did watch the Foo Fighters movie. I did see that this year. It was not very good. Oh. But I did I did watch it. So there was another movie I think that I yeah. watched released in twenty twenty two. I just didn't think it was very good. But right. uh yeah, again, that's kind of I guess drug related or who knows what it was, but uh very sad. He's very young. Both of those guys we're, were young. We're in the home stretch here. Um yeah. Sashin Littlefeather who who took who accepted Marlon Brando's Oscar on right. his behalf controversially. Yeah. That came up in a uh, trivia question for me. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. Uh Loretta Lynn, Angela Lansbury, Robbie oh. Coltrane. Jerry Lee Lewis. Um, See, that's that's somebody you would have thought died a long yes. time ago. Like Jerry Lee Lewis had to have been 100. How old was he? Oh my, I don't know. Come on, that's not he, a surprise. He lived a hell of a life. <laughs> I'm like, sure he, he did. Was, yeah, his right? parents were on fire from the moment he was born. It was one of those. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Um, Gallagher, um, Keith Levine, the guitarist for Public Image Limited, Wilco Johnson, the musician, George Lois, the famous ad man. Irene Cara, Christine McVie, um, Bob McGrath, Bob on Sesame Street. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, I'm leaving out some of sort of the alternative musicians here because there's so many. Uh, Kirstie Alley. Oh, Angelo, that was recent, yeah. Angelo Badalamenti, the, the, oh, the Twin composer Peaks, yeah. for Twin Peaks. Did you see and, the interview? Uh, which which interview? Uh, with with uh, the guy from Twin Peaks. He, there was an interview about him. He does an interview, you can find it online, just him talking about the composition of the Twin Peaks theme song and just the way oh. they, they came together. It's very, very good, the way that oh, song cool. came together. No, Basically, he it. nailed it on the first try is what happened. Like wow. they just He perfectly created that song. Um, but yeah, that was a very... Uh, oh. Oh, love, love Twin Peaks. Yes, absolutely. And the last one on the list is Stuart Margolin. He played Angel on Rockford Files, and he was also the plastic surgeon on M.A.S.H., <laughs> and uh, in both cases, very, di- very different and memorable roles in both of them. Okay. And I think even uh, James Garner once said, I don't understand why his character is so popular on the Rockford Files, because really the guy's kind of a jerk. So yeah. it, can, it must be the likability of the actor. And it really well, was. Be, yeah. So anyway, be. that's that's I, I left out lots of names on the list when it was sort of a, a lesser known actor or uh, maybe an alternative musician, because many of them. Um, died this year from the, uh, you know, the early British, you know, British punk years kind of thing. There's lots, uh, lots yeah. along those lines as well. But there you go. What a list. Wow. And it's just, it's just, you know, as more and more people become famous, the yeah. more and more celebrity deaths we will have, right? This is why this is coming. And we're also entering kind of the baby boom yeah. generation, aging out and, and uh, dying out, I guess. Oops, sorry, yeah. mom. Um, but that's that's just what's happening, right? So that's Absolutely. a lot of famous people are in that in that age category. So that's sad, but uh, you know they will be missed, and we get to we get to enjoy their work in their movies and music and whatever else they created, right? That's the beauty of this stuff. That's the cool. Like I was watching, um, you know. Christmas carols on my Spotify playlist, right? Yeah. Hold on, let me look this up. I'll get the name right. And it was like you see these like all these Christmas songs that you hear a million times all the time. Um come on, where's my Christmas list? It's not on here. But you know that like rocking around the Christmas tree, right? Yeah. Who's who sings that? Rocking around the Christmas tree. I'm like not the sure. classic the classic one that we always Brenda Lee. Brenda Lee. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Right? Yeah. That that song is like always going to be played. She's past, long passed away, I'm sure. But just the the fact that she will live on in that recording of that I song. I think she died last year. Or something. Oh, was it really? Oh, that recently. I don't okay, think it sorry. was. That, I, 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 there's a song by Marshall Crenshaw called "I'm Sorry" and so is but so is Brenda Lee. Okay. And I remember recently thinking, let me just look, or is she still alive? Wait a sec, she might still be alive. Really? Anyway, that holy that's, lord. Cool. She is eight. She's seventy-eight years old. Wow! All Holy right. sh! Wow, younger than I thought. Yes, that's right. Yeah, she must have been very young when that was a hit, uh, because that was a huge yes. hit, and it huge. still is a huge Christmas hit. Yeah. And I think that it's very cool how those kinds of things, like not just for Christmas music, for all music and movies yeah. and everything these people do, they live on. They live on in this media they create. So that's why we love it so much. Oh yeah, very so. much so. Cool. Well, there you go. Anything else to add before we wrap up, Kenton? Let me throw one book out there that I'm oh, enjoying. Books, yes. I, I have a goal have of reading more this year. I certainly did not read very much, and so I really want to read more. So please, yes, give me a recommendation for a book. Um, I'm reading Bob Dylan's Philosophy of Modern Song, and here's the what's great about it. So he reviews, I don't know how many songs, but he basically, or he analyzes, uh, like, some of his favorite songs. 
Um, and a lot of them I've heard of, like there's Little Richard, Tutti Fruity, there's um, Elvis Money Honey, like there's some of those that, that you'll know. And then there's other ones that I've never heard of. And so the, the best way to read, and each, each article that he writes about a song is about maybe three pages long. So what I've been doing is I've been watching the song on YouTube or listening to it, then reading his write-up on the song. And in, in an hour, you can probably do six of them kind of thing. So it's kind of just a fun kind of thing to do, like multimedia experience, to listen mm -hmm. to the song that you maybe heard or haven't heard, and then Bob Dylan's take on it. And one of, uh, one of my favorite essays that I've read so far is his take on my generation. On what, on what does my generation mean as a song? What's Pete Townsend saying with this song? It's good stuff. That's cool, especially since yeah. he was a contemporary at the time. Like, yeah. he was, he's a part of that generation, so he can actually speak to it. So, well, that's very cool. I, I would I would love to read that. I, you know, again, I want to start yeah. reading more. Um, I don't have any books to recommend right now, but I, I'll in the new year I will. Next time we do this, I'll have books to recommend. I promise. So yeah, that's I my goal. Read, I, I used to read so many books a year. Now I read if I'm lucky, I can knock out ten. Okay. But it's, well, it's I'll uh, try and get ten. Oh, it's hard for everybody. Like if you can do one a month, you're usually it's pretty good. Okay. But hey, the work takes everybody away from it these days, and yeah. it's it's not it's not an easy as easy to do now as it used to be. It seems we're distracted at every turn. Yeah, seems. we are. Whereas the yeah. book is like the last choice. There's so many right. other things you can do, right? So correct. All right. Well, that's gonna do it for this episode. Happy uh, Merry Christmas, Kenton. Happy New Year. Uh, we'll to we'll record our next. We'll to record next episode, of course, in the New Year, uh, unless we want to do it next week. I guess we could. Um, yeah, I don't know, we really talk about it. Yeah, if there's something but, we want to talk about, we'll do it. All right, well, we'll see how it goes. But if I don't see you, then Merry Christmas and uh, and uh, have a Merry Christmas to all the listeners as well. Uh, that's Merry, do for this Sorry, Merry Christmas to you too and a Happy New Year to you too and to all our listeners. Ho, that's ho, it. ho. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to do for this episode of Eating Podcast. I'm Dan Vadabonker. And I'm Santa Larson. Don't let the door hit you on the ass. <laughs>